1: We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success for vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the app store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Dissecting Success. I'm Blair Kaplan Venables. I'm with Teresa Lambert, my business bestie co-host extraordinaire. And today we're with Kathleen Melvin. She is a messaging expert whose insight has been featured via TEDx, thrive global, much more music, captivate and convert. She built this and other outlets with a degree in theater performance and over a decade as an actor, writer, editor, and educator, Kathleen drives on her diverse experiences to help mission-driven experts design and deliver their life-changing messages through TEDx coaching and done-for-you copywriting services. Holy smokes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Hi. I'm so excited. You know what's been on my goal list for years? Years. Years. What has giving a Ted talk.
2: Yeah, so, Are you going to do it? Are you going to make yes, it happen?
0: Yes. Yes. It's, all, it's like top of my list. I did coaching last. Well, we'll talk about that, but I did like a, <laughs> a female speaker training accelerator. I have my signature keynote. I have what I'm pitching to them. This is the year I pitch it, but um, I'm just, you know, in the process. But I, before we go into anything, I want to know, Kathleen, what does success mean to you?
2: So for me, I have always taken a path that's sort of Contrary to the traditional definitions of success, I went to school for theater. My degree is in classical theater performance. I worked as an actor for 10 years. And obviously, the, the arts community isn't where people go to, you know, make all their money and get ready for a great retirement. <laughs> and as I've sort of navigated from place to place in my life and in my career, what I've always tried to come back to, particularly deliberately in in the last few years, is what are my values? How do I want to show up in the world? What, What do I want to be for other people in the world? And I think that our values shift, our values change throughout life. And so success is sort of a moving target because for me, as long as we are fulfilling or en route to fulfilling those values, that really means I think that we're being successful. I think that's
0: beautiful. Thank you. So your transition out of being an Actor didn't really like transition because doing things like speaking in the media, <laughs> like doing a TEDx, I imagine, is like a f- form of acting, but not like, let's talk about that. Because it, as they're saying this, I'm like, I'm like, shit, should I be taking some drama classes?
2: <laughs> so they really are different. There's a, a theater theorist, I guess you could call him, named Sanford Meisner, and he was quoted to say acting is living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. And I am a special combo platter of introverted and shy with social anxiety. And usually when people hear that they're like, but but you were an actor, How how does that work? And actually, theater performance attracts a lot of introverts. And I think one of the reasons that it feels like such a place of home for me to be performing in a play, because I did live, I did live theater, is that when I'm performing as an actor, Kathleen doesn't exist. No one cares no one's watching Kathleen, they're watching someone else live their true life, whatever that happens to be. And so the difference I think between being an actor and being a speaker or other presenter is that when I'm on stage speaking, it's Kathleen and everyone's paying attention to me and my ideas. And that's a very vulnerable place for me, but it's still, it has a lot of the same um, energies of interacting with the audience, of receiving what they give you and, and fulfilling that and giving it back to them. And so in that way, it can, it can be really similar. But I don't think that in order to be a great speaker that you need to have acting training or theater training. You can be a great speaker right from where you are. I love that
1: explanation. You know, that's so funny. I used to be um, doing theater growing oh. up. So <laughs> I, and I loved it. Like yeah. I loved um, playing different roles and like showing up and like embodying this different character Mm -hmm. but what's really interesting is with with what you said i always say like i'm an extroverted introvert so most people (laughs) believe me to be an extrovert but i'm actually quite like quite an introvert like I, Mm -hmm. i i need a lot of space on my own but what's interesting with speaking for me, like speaking, you know, on digital stages or, or real stages, like I always, um, it's almost like with my brand and the brand identity, I've almost given that it's identity and yes, it's me and yes, it's my mm-hmm. story. And, and yes, it's my, you know, teachings, but I definitely have this, um, this like thought where I'm like okay like I'm getting ready to go on stage Mm -hmm. and to
2: be on like it's your it's your public persona it is my
1: public persona full Mm -hmm. on and it's so interesting that you said that because (laughs) I feel like you know a part of that comes in from this background Mm -hmm. and it gives me a lot of comfort because I'm just on and then you know I I'm in that yeah I guess to be able to performance persona. I love it. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it has me really curious. I love that as I'm working towards my TED talk too. So I love this. Oh my God.
0: First of all, I can't wait to learn more about (laughs) Teresa off. Off, offline or maybe in our next chat about her acting career as a or like when she was younger. But we didn't even talk about what your TEDx was about. What was your TEDx about? Let's oh, like yeah.
2: yeah, so my TEDx talk is called The Brave Leap Sideways. And I mentioned earlier that I sort of like hopped from place to place in my career and one of those most recent parts was I had decided to go to law school. So I had gone to school for theater, done the theater thing for about a decade, ran a national touring arts education company that sends teaching artists across the U.S. to work with different communities. And around 2018, 2019, I decided that it was time to leave that industry, do something different. And for a lot of reasons, the different thing that I decided to do was go to law school. And I, before we started recording, we were talking about how I I lived in Chicago and now I live in Florida where obviously the weather's very different. But the reason that I ended up in Florida was because I was offered a full ride scholarship to the University of Florida's law school, which is a really highly ranked school. Um, A lot of really good benefits. It was someplace warm. (laughs) So that's how I ended up here. And I spent about seven months in law school and started to go back to revisit those values and figuring out how I wanted to show up. And was it possible for me to do that while I was in school? Was that going to be possible for me to do that if I graduated and passed the bar and practiced with a traditional firm? And ultimately, I decided it wasn't and so in the middle of my second semester of law school I decided to drop out and pursue my full-time copywriting career which I had been doing sort of as a side gig before I decided to leave the theater industry and I decided that that was the way that I was going to really be able to create a calm life for myself a life with a lot of agency and autonomy. And those were things that were really important to me that I, when I decided to go to law school, I had sort of lost sight of because I knew that law school was going to be stressful. I knew that it was going to be an outside entity controlling a lot of my schedule and controlling a lot of my my life. And yet I decided to make that choice anyway, which was fine. It was a thing I did. And dropping out of law school is what inspired my talk, The Brave Leap Sideways. And the idea of that is that in life, I, I think most of us take several Brave Leaps Sideways throughout our lifetimes. It can be really easy to feel like we are stuck on... A treadmill kind of going nowhere but gasping for breath because it's moving too fast but it's not getting us to where we want to go and that can happen in a lot of different areas of our lives in our relationships whether platonic or romantic relationships it can happen in our careers as we chase promotions and never find that fulfillment that we really hoped for and for me it was in my education. You know, I had gotten my undergrad degree and then I decided to go back to grad school, to law school. And even before I had started school, I was having doubts about whether that was the right thing. But I, at the time, there were other things happening in my life that I just felt like I've started on this path. And I, I do not have the capacity to make a different choice. And so I went and ultimately I'm sure, you know, 10 years from now, I'll look back and be like, oh, that's why I went to law school. It all led to these other things. And and one of those things I suppose is giving this TEDx talk. And so that's really where that, where that came from was I wanted to, show that I'm an example of taking that brave leap and that it's possible when you're, when you're feeling stuck in whatever part of life you're feeling stuck, that you can always make a different choice, even though it's scary and sometimes logistically incredibly challenging, especially if you have a family or people who are depending on you.
1: Wow. You know, it's so interesting. I mean, I always find that every choice we make ends up opening the the next door right like Mm -hmm. when we start making these brave leaps, and I agree with you um my brave leap was leaving my hotel career behind that I was Mm -hmm. really successful at and and I could have um in fact after I left in January 2020 I had two um offers heading my way like people headhunting me to to come and open a property somewhere and take on a property again, somewhere different Mm -hmm. and were really, really eager to talk to me. And I had not even told like anybody, like I left and literally these opportunities were coming in and I, I didn't want to do that. I I wanted to, like, I I had made this conscious brave choice into entrepreneurship. And so Mm -hmm. I love what you, what you shared there because it took so much bravery and for a lot of people, like a lot of people said to me, it sounds like you're taking a step backwards.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I love that you're talking about this because I felt stuck for a long time. And and I always say like the golden handcuffs are a thing, people. Like it's a like it is real. Mm-hmm. Like this felt real to walk away from the perceived security right but it needed to happen for this evolution and so I love that you know this like you finding your footing and acting and then here you are stepping out of it going back to school right to Mm -hmm. law school like what a big shift from acting to law school (laughs) and then leaping again and starting this career in copywriting and ultimately ending up giving it. TEDx talk from learning all that I mean yeah you know that's amazing but what I want to highlight to everybody listening is that if it wasn't for the brave leap and for this readjustment and reconnecting with your values right like you said this like I realized it was no longer aligned with these values I was looking for peace in my life I wanted autonomy like that is such a big thing to to take that and via jobs based on that and taking a leap that's scary to make Mm -hmm. always scary to make no matter where you are in life you know and i just want to to put that out there because it comes what's after the leap right it comes what's after the feeling Mm -hmm. of stuck and i would love for you to take us you know maybe in like what did it start to feel like once you were on the other side of stuck once you were yeah. on the other side of that
2: leap so i think it's interesting that you you brought up the phrase taking a step backwards because i think that when you make big shifts in your life it can absolutely feel like that but i would encourage people to think about it as a a step sideways not a step backwards because when you're on whatever treadmill of life that you're on, it can be impossible while you're under that pressure and under that strain to really look at your values in an objective way, to look at where you want to go in an objective way. And I think that that's something that's happening right now with the great resignation is that people are desperate to leave where they are and don't have that capacity to really think through, so they make a choice to go to another company or another department, and they might run into the same challenges, the same misalignment that they were experiencing in whatever position they were in before. And so when we take our brave leap sideways, whether that is deciding to become an entrepreneur or whatever, getting yourself up over that handrail of the treadmill and onto the ground next to it, that leap sideways is really the first step. And I think that that's where people might look and say, it seems like you're moving backwards. Why are you taking a step backwards? When really all it is, is giving yourself the space and the solid ground to breathe for a minute and reevaluate what you really want and where you really want to go and it it might really only be a minute because you have bills to pay and mouths to feed and you need to get into a new job right away or whatever you're you're moving toward but even just taking that breath letting your mind clear so that you can move forward if you don't take that step sideways you you are cheating yourself of the opportunity to move forward. And I think that as entrepreneurs, we can probably all identify with that, that yeah, it it might seem like we're missing out on, on something else, we're missing out on the stability, we're missing out on the retirement fund and the health insurance, but taking that leap sideways is what is ultimately going to allow us to find the right path that does help us move forward in our lives. What what you just said
0: is so powerful. And I think people, and I know we've talked about this on Dissecting Success, people don't know when, they don't know how to recognize they're not aligned with where they are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How did yeah. you know?
2: So I... I had started to keep a journal several years back when when actually when I was um, when I was first starting to consider the idea of copywriting as a business so while I was teaching and running my children's theater and working as an actor I was doing all of the writing for that children's theater. And so people realized that's what I was doing and they started referring people into me. And. So that, that sort of set my, set my gears, um, turning about, well, is this a possibility? And I had a, a copywriting mentor at the time whose program I was in, who sort of helped introduce me to the idea of really focusing on your values and moving forward in that way. And I don't, I don't remember how involved it was at the beginning, but I know that over time I started asking myself different questions. I started thinking about okay, when was a time that I felt proud of myself? Why? What what does that anecdote Represents when, um, when is uh, oh, I, I, I my blind, mind is blanking, but there were several questions that I came up with that just helped me sort of pinpoint times in my life that I did feel aligned, and I wouldn't have described it as aligned at the time as I was doing this work. That's a word that I've really come into awareness of more recently, but just like times when you feel like yourself, when you feel whole. And why? Why do you why do you feel that way? What um what is sort of emblematic of that experience? And thinking through those experiences and really deliberately in a focused and purposeful way, saying, okay, that must matter. And then I think it's also important when you kind of create your list of those things that matter to work through and prioritize them because there are going to be times when they conflict. So I always use the example of if you're on a road trip and you're hungry and you have a value of taking care of your body and being healthy, but you also have a value of convenience when you're really hungry and you drive past a McDonald's, those values are going to conflict. You can either decide to prefer convenience in that moment and go to the drive-through, or you can prefer your health and wait until there's a grocery store that you can go get a salad from the salad bar or something like that. And if we've already sort of internally made those decisions... Not that we're sitting in the car thinking, well, I know that I made a list of prioritized values and that I put health at the top, but it's within you after you've done the work. So as an actor, we do a lot of script work and table work before we ever get up on our feet in rehearsal. And one of the things that, that we, um, I have been trained to do is in each "quote-unquote" beat of a scene, where the energy shifts or there's a different um, a different goal, you identify that goal. You you identify what the objective is for your character, and then you identify what tactics they're taking to reach that goal. And the idea isn't that when you're performing that you're standing on stage saying, oh, in this moment, I decided that my goal is to convince my scene partner that their boyfriend is cheating. And the verb that I'm using right now is to manipulate. You don't have that work going on while you're performing, but you've done it so that you can let it go And it can live inside you. And I think that values work is really similar. You do the work so that you don't have to make those decisions later. We make over 35,000 decisions every single day because we are so inundated by conflicting information and do I click this button or do I go to that page? And we're exhausted of decision making. And so all those little decisions that we make add up burn us out so that when something important happens we really don't have the bandwidth or the energy to decide which value in this moment am I going to pursue so I think it's really important to do that work beforehand so you can just live it so good
1: isn't it amazing how we tend to really have to go in before we can go out yeah like Mm -hmm. for for everything that you just shared um oh my god Kathleen I feel like we could be talking to you for hours (laughs) and as we're coming to time to wrap this up before I ask you um the last question I would love to know how can our listeners find out more about you where would you like them to go um so they can learn more or work with you to to have you help them with their message
2: So the best place I think for people to start is at rightcatcreative.com slash brave leap sideways, because that's going to take them to my talk. So they can watch the talk there. They can find their way to contact me right from my website and rightcatcreative is the name of my business and it's right r-i-g-h-t which can be a little confusing since i'm a writer but that's where people can find information about my services as a copywriter my services as a tedx coach now and can definitely watch the brave leap sideways and hear that message
1: Amazing. Well, I can't wait to listen to it. So I will be putting this on my list and uh, we will be making sure that that is also in the show notes. So if you're listening and if you're like, I I can't, I couldn't write it down fast enough. Don't worry. Just check the show notes and there'll be a link directly to Kathleen's talk and her website and how you can connect with her so that that is easy. So Kathleen, last question for you. If you could only give one piece of advice for people that are ready to take a leap sideways a step sideways (laughs) a leap sideways a step sideways what would
2: you tell them to do so people who are at the stage where they've realized that whatever they're doing isn't in alignment isn't getting them where they want to go and who are ready to take the leap i think that Even when you feel ready, you can get stuck in indecision. You can get stuck worrying about the how. How am I going to move forward? What is the next right path? And I would say, don't worry about what the next right path is. Don't worry about how you're going to get to your final destination. When you take your leap, you can take that breath. You can give yourself that freedom and find whatever the first step is. You don't have to be thinking, you know, 20, 50, hundred steps down the road, just work on what is that next right step? What is that next right thing? Awesome. Well, thank you so, so
1: much for being our guest. This was incredible. So many takeaways from this, but I think the biggest one you just shared, just take the leap <laughs> sideways. And then Mm -hmm. just make that first step and then another and another, you don't have to have it figured out right now. Mm -hmm. So leap away, (laughs) watch Kathleen's talk, get inspired, get in touch with her. And we can't wait to be back next week with another episode of Dissecting Success. Thanks for being here. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at
0: Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers and more.